0: Podcast, launching in five, four, three, two, one, go for launch what's good podcast it's Houston and I'm here to bring you a new episode of the podcast that we refer to as Super Story Hacks. And so hopefully you've been listening to the series either on YouTube, on the podcast, the blog that we have, where we've really been focused on Soapbox and the power of Soapbox and and the necessity of connecting your entertainment to your purpose, meaning, and passion. And so uh, we wanted to continue that series today and kind of cap off the series with this particular episode. And this particular episode is going to be devoted to the practical steps of creating a soapbox and using your soapbox to inspire the big idea for your story world. So a lot of the other episodes have been discussion heavy where we're thoroughly tearing apart a, a, a topic or they've been interview uh, uh, episodes where we're talking to somebody else about the topic. Uh, but this episode is completely devoted to the practical tactical step-by-step process writer's room strategy of creating the soapbox and flipping it into the big idea of the story world and so there uh on youtube on the youtube video on our youtube channel you can see some graphics and things that go along with it but we stripped the audio uh for the podcast community and so but i still encourage you guys to to loop back around to the youtube video uh so you can get some of these visuals that go along with it so uh but you may hear some Some little gaps of of time or some fade-ins and fade-outs that make a little bit more sense when you see it visually but I think the values there I think you guys are going to enjoy it and uh, the, the, the tactics here of creating the soapbox and flipping it into the story world super 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 valuable uh, especially in the early stage development of your super story so again i really encourage you guys to check out the vidcast and the youtube channel subscribe comment Uh, check out the blog, check out our website, superstory.works. I think this is we're building a lot of momentum and building a lot of good community around uh, the power and the opportunity surrounding Superstory. And I really want to hear from you guys uh, to see what you do with your soapbox and with your story worlds and with your Superstory in general. So be sure to leave leave us a comment, be sure to leave us uh, uh, some audio comments, but send us your video questions. We really want to build the mailbag aspect of our roundtable discussions in. So email us at ssp at superstory.works. SSP stands for Superstory Podcast. SSP at superstory.works. Leave us your questions. We'll answer them on the show. Uh, hope you enjoyed this episode. Uh, and a soapbox is the thematic foundation of your entertainment. And I'm telling you all, I'm so bullish on soapbox. I think soapbox is the secret weapon when you can connect to the heart and not just to the head when you can make your entertainment not just cool but also important it gives you this interesting angle and an interesting uh, advantage in today's culture especially if you're trying to come through it uh, or come at it in an altruistic way an authentic way not trying to be fake about it Uh, if you actually are uh, connecting your entertainment to the passion and purpose and meaning that you have in your soul and in your life I'm telling you it just transforms everything Thing that uh, that you're doing this is whether you're writing a script writing a book uh, building a brand whatever you're trying to do uh, connecting it to your own heart uh, is always 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 a good strategy so uh, we actually have another book coming out uh, soon that can take you step by step uh, through the process of finding and developing your own soapbox but sort of the punchline of soapbox is uh, we want to go beyond theme. I'm more familiar with theme. If you've ever taken a high school English class, uh, you understand what a theme is. A uh, theme can be good versus evil. A theme could be love. A theme could be racism. Uh, a theme could be fatherhood. Uh, and themes are great, and you need themes, right? But what Soapbox is, it's like super theme. It's like ultra theme. It's it's like theme on bath salts and steroids, right? It's 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 we're we're going beyond that and trying to create something a lot more specific and actionable and give the audiences a window into your own soul and give an idea of what your perspective is on the theme how do we create a soapbox? The first thing you do to create a soapbox is to pick a theme or pick a topic, right? What is the topic that you would like to build upon? What is the theme that you would like to build upon and and explore and nuance in a hundred different ways, right? What is that thing that connects to your heart, right? So that could be, you know, again, fatherhood, that could be uh, racism, that could be a political issue, that could be a spiritual issue, that could be just an emotional issue, right? Do you want to, do you want to, uh, uh, is the topic abandonment? Is the topic cancer? Is the topic uh, music? Is the topic art? Is the topic marriage? What is it that, that just the, 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 the sandbox you want to play in emotionally? The second thing you do is going to be what we call the opinion. And it's the opinion on the topic. So this is your perspective, your opinion on the theme, like what is it that you want to say about the theme, what is it that you want to say about the topic that is very unique and authentic to you. So it's not what you think the world wants to hear about the topic, it's not necessarily what's marketable or what's trending right now about the topic, it's literally what is your perspective, your unique perspective. Even if people don't agree with it, uh, you know, we want to have something that uh, reflects your perspective commentary as a creator this is going to give uh, the your entertainment the fingerprint that you need to make it authentic and make it real to you and contextual to you right so if your theme is love right then If I just say my theme is love, it doesn't give you any indication of what I feel about love or what I believe about love. It doesn't give you a window into my soul. But if I add an opinion on top of that to say something like, I don't know, um, love at first sight doesn't exist. All of a sudden, that's an opinion, right? You may not agree with it; it may not be true. But it, but if that's the way I feel, and that's what I'm passionate about, then uh, and and that's my perspective and commentary. Then all of a sudden, that's what I'm going to have. That's what I'm going to build it build into uh, uh, my entertainment. So it's an opinion on the topic, right? Uh, abandonment is the is 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 the topic, but my opinion is uh, no one should ever abandon their kids. Right. Uh, 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 Whenever a father or a mother abandons their children, they they leave a wake of destruction behind them. Right. That's an opinion. That's a perspective. That's a commentary. What is your opinion on music? What is your opinion on racism? What is your opinion on uh, income inequality? What is your opinion on the topic? Right. And and people can have different opinions, and that's totally fine. But in today's culture, uh, you need to plant a flag. I think especially millennials and Gen Z, they respond to to brands that uh, an artist who give their perspective and and they're not sort of just playing wide, they're, they're being true to their own values and convictions. If the opinion is true, let's just say hypothetically, if the opinion is true for the sake of argument, what advice would you give somebody? What this does is it creates what's called a call to action for the brand. It gives a really specific, uh, uh, a very specific direction, and we're going to use it in a lot of the community building uh, elements that we'll discuss later on, right? But we're kind of planting the seeds for those in the soapbox, which is the foundational aspect of your super story. So, if my topic is love, my opinion is love at first sight doesn't exist. Then the advice, if that's true, if love at first sight doesn't exist, what advice would I give somebody? Well. The advice I would give somebody is to take your time in a relationship. Slow down. Don't uh you know fools rush in, basically, right? So specifically the advice would be take your time in a relationship. So if you put that all together, right, that your topic, which is love, the opinion is love at first sight doesn't exist. And the and the advice is take your time in a relationship. If you put it all together and fuse it together, it's going to form your soapbox. So, then this, the full soapbox is the advice because of the opinion on the topic. So, the advice would be take your time in a relationship because the opinion, because love at first sight doesn't exist, right? So, the full soapbox is take your time in a relationship because love at first sight doesn't exist, right? Which is advice because of the opinion on the topic. So, that is then the foundational. Aspect to everything that we're going to build upon. That's going to create, uh, the guardrails of your project. So anything that, that, that is sort of counterintuitive or, or outside of those bounds, we're going to ditch and save it for different projects, right? We're going to, we're going to, uh, just kind of set it aside and we're going to really maintain focus on exactly what we need to say for this particular super story. And that is just going to give you a lens to look through and it's going to help you, uh, combat what's called scope creep right and the soapbox is the first thing that you do and then uh, once you have that soapbox you're going to use the soapbox as a funnel and as an engine to generate the idea for the story world itself okay and so all of a sudden when the when the story world flows out of the soapbox then your soapbox uh is amplified everywhere you go in the story in the story world every story that you tell inside that story world is going to intrinsically and naturally communicate the soapbox because it's woven into the dna of the story world itself you can never escape it it's always there even if it's completely unspoken so if if your story world isn't developed with the soapbox in mind what happens is you're then limited to um, telling stories that then communicate the soapbox because there's nothing else that can communicate the soapbox. If the story world doesn't do it, the plot has to do it. The problem with, with, Communicating the, the soapbox through the plot is one, uh, that can very easily become super preachy. But then two, there's a, there's a bigger problem is when you go to tell multiple stories in this story world, if you have to communicate that same soapbox every single time in the plot, it's going to feel samey. It's going to feel repetitive, right? Or at least runs the risk of that. And so, uh, and you may not want to just tell the same story over and over and over and over and over and over again, right? And so by building that soapbox into the story world, you're then liberated from telling different things in your plots because as long as those stories are in the world, they're naturally going to communicate uh, the soapbox intrinsically. And so if your soapbox is the thing that births your story world, then all of a sudden, uh, you've just created an, uh, th- th- this interesting sandbox that will always communicate the thing that you want to communicate. And you can ask yourself, what does my world say? the world then should be able to say something. The world should communicate the thing that you want to communicate. So if you look at whether it's, uh, I don't know, Jurassic Park, right? The the soapbox of Jurassic Park, the world of Jurassic Park is don't play God, right? Why don't we play God? Because don't play God because humans are always screw it up every time we try to play God, right? And uh, the world says that. Even though uh, um, people may not explicitly ever say that, we know that it's always a bad idea to have made the dinosaurs. You don't ever sit back and say, oh, thank God that these dinosaurs are here. It was always a bad idea to do this, right? Your, your story world isn't just a location uh, for your stories. Your story world is actually an engine for the soapbox itself. Now, Here's a mechanic that I want you to understand. It's super important. It's going to be super helpful. This is the starting point for how to create the big idea for the story world itself. So you identify your soapbox. Okay? We've already done that. Topic, opinion, advice. Okay? We have the soapbox. The starting point for the idea of the story world should be, what is a story world that needs my soapbox? So basically, here's the mechanic that I want you to use. You define the soapbox, and then it's like a jujitsu move where you flip it to the reverse. You reverse the soapbox and say, what is a world that doesn't have my soapbox at all? What's the opposite of my soapbox? And I'm going to create a world for that, right? And it seems counterintuitive, but we need to go to the opposite. So, for example, if if your soapbox is... um, Racism is evil and uh, should be eradicated from the planet, okay? Uh, racism is uh, the height, uh, the essence of human, human fallibility, and we need to eradicate it from society at all, uh, at all costs, right? If that's the soapbox, you don't want to go to a world where racism is already eradicated, which is a world that represents your soapbox. What you want to do, if, if racism is evil and should be eradicated from the planet, the starting point for your story world should be a world where racism is running rampant. Right, you, you, like it, the racism is a problem. If your soapbox is all about uh, income inequality and how income inequality is evil and everybody should have equal income, right, then all of a sudden the starting point for your world should be a world where income and quality is the number one problem in the world, right? And that could be a real world location, uh, a place like India, or maybe the Hollywood Hills, right, where you have the rich folks in the hills, and you have, you know, homeless people at the bottom of the mountain, uh, you know, India, where you have the millionaires in one neighborhood go two blocks, and you have a bunch of slum dogs and a shanty shantytown. Uh, maybe it's more of a sci-fi fantastical con- uh, concept like Elysium, where the rich folks live in the sky and the poor folks live in the dirt, right? You can cut it a few different ways. You can take a few different creative angles with it but the starting point is income inequality is the problem that we're trying to solve and so you want to flip it to where you have your soapbox and then you want to create a world that needs your soapbox okay and uh, now the reason we want to do that is is the basic most fundamental aspect of storytelling conflict if you take your story your soapbox and you create a story world, that is the representation of your soapbox. What you've done is you've created a utopia. You've created a, a perfect place, right? Which is awesome, but the problem with that is, one, your story world will never change and develop over time, which is a different problem we can talk about later, but the, the, at the heart of it, there's not gonna be any conflict. Right, or at least any conflict related to your soapbox, which is the whole purpose that you uh, of wanting to tell this story and, and create this super story is, you, is is the soapbox itself. But if you've already solved that problem, there's no conflict. Conflict is the heart of drama, and drama is the key to great storytelling. Right. So if you go ahead and solve your problem, then there's nothing to tell. Right. This is why you like utopian story worlds are very difficult to pull off. And really, if you study utopian story worlds, you even when you have it, it, the only way to make utopias work, if they're only utopia from the outside, and uh, there's some sort of darkness underneath that you then uh, have to kind of unearth and find out over time. So really, uh, uh, the only way to do utopia is to actually not have a utopian at all. Uh, it's actually dystopian uh, in utopian clothes, right? You you don't want to have a story world representative of your soapbox. So again, if if your your soapbox is a parent should never leave uh, a a child. Then all of a sudden, uh, you need to create a story world where parents are leaving their children, right? Which gives us the opportunity in the story world to learn the soapbox, right? It's going to create the conflict, right? We're fighting for our soapbox. If you look at something like um, *A Handmaid's Tale*, right, that has maybe has the soapbox: the government should never have anything to do with the reproductive rights of women. Then all of a sudden. We have a story world where the government has everything to do with the reproductive rights of women, uh, thus creating the conflict in the world. Minority Report is uh, is just a, a great example of this. If you watch the movie, that the actual opinion in the soapbox is that uh, no matter what people say, our predetermined path is. We actually do have a uh, control over our own futures and our own destinies. I think that is the opinion that the the creator uh, posits. If the opinion in the the soapbox is we, we always have control over our own destinies and our futures aren't predetermined, then a story world that needs our soapbox is a story world where we position the story world as uh, as no one has the freedom to control their own destiny, your destiny is already locked in. And because it's already locked in, we can now send cops uh, to arrest you for crimes that you haven't committed yet because we know for 100% certainty that you're going to commit them. Why Why are you going to commit them? Because your path is already predetermined and you have no control over where you go from here, right? And so your your story world is opposite of your soapbox, which then positions your... Your story world itself as an antagonist. So I, I, I talk a lot about developing your story world as a character, but really not even more specific than that, the, the story world should be an antagonist to your soapbox. So hopefully you understand that mechanic. Developing the soapbox, topic opinion device, then you take the soapbox and you flip it to the reverse to where the starting point for the story world itself is a world that needs the soapbox and that is where you begin to ideate from there right that means your story world will naturally be embedded with the soapbox right it's just going to be teaching the soapbox in in what the greeks called teaching in negativo it's teaching the soapbox in the negative and it gives your uh your characters and your protagonists and your heroes the thing to 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 fight for and the thing to, be, to to change over time right i uh, i just heard a, a a podcast actually a great podcast uh, on um Uh, From the future of storytelling, it was an episode. I think it's episode ten with Rain Wilson, who was just a uh, uh, just a master of soapbox. And his whole his company Soul Pancake and what he's doing with Soul Pancake is just super inspirational. He understands how to create with meaning, passion, and purpose. Uh, It's super cool. In that uh, in in that episode, uh, he and the the host they get into this this conversation about how YA dystopia uh, is actually a negative, uh, what they view as a negative genre because it presents such a bleak view of the future. And they think that, uh, that because uh, YA dystopia always p- paints a bleak uh, view of the future, uh, that's why kids become angry and angsty and surly uh, and, and, and sort of detached from the, the things that matter because the world that, that, they, uh, that they see Uh, in their entertainment is always just bleak and negative, so who cares, right? And, And they are actually making the argument that novels and young adult movies and TV shows and things like that need to understand the social responsibility of presenting and creating more positive views of the future, right? I wildly disagree with that, and uh, not because I don't think the kids should have a, uh, a positive view of the future, is I think from a world-building standpoint, uh, what they're saying won't create good entertainment, because what they're arguing for is a utopia, Right, and so uh, the soapbox, the soapbox, the positive aspect of the soapbox is is carried through the characters, and the negative aspect of the soapbox is carried through the story world itself. Right, so when you see Katniss uh, uh, trying to overthrow the Capitol in The Hunger Games. Right, we, the soapbox that you you walk away with is is the soapbox that Katniss stands for. Right, is, is she's taking a stand for the positive. And if you start with a if you start with a utopia, that means there's n- there's nothing for anyone to fight for. There's nothing for anyone to stand up to. There's nothing for anybody to push against. You uh, you have to have the story world be the opposite of the soap uh, of the soapbox so that your heroes can plant the flag and take a stand for the soapbox fight for the soapbox and them fighting for the soapbox will inspire kids and adults or whoever uh, to be able to fight for the same thing if you just make utopias all the time that that are the representation of the soapbox there's nothing to do it's going to be a boring entertainment because there's nothing that you're trying to accomplish in the podcast uh, again interesting check out the feature of storytelling podcast episode 10 Rain Wilson says he as a as, as almost a uh, uh, an argument uh, in support of the position he look he, he talks about Star Trek and how he watched Star Trek as a child and what he loved about Star Star Trek is that uh, it, the Earth in Star Trek is an Earth where uh, we've eradicated poverty, we've eradicated racism, we've, we've figured out how to live harmoniously uh, on Earth with ourselves. right? And he loved that aspect of it, uh, that Earth fixed all of its problems and Earth was the utopia. But here's the interesting thing, when you created the utopia on Earth in Star Trek, guess where we had to go to find our stories? In space, we had to go to the stars. We had to trek in the stars in order to find the conflict and the drama. And then we had to go find worlds that weren't utopias, that didn't have those uh, uh, everything worked out, right? And so uh, because there's no uh, uh, stories on Earth, that intrinsically and tacitly admits that there is no drama on Earth. You have to go somewhere else for it. So they weren't talking about from a world building standpoint, they were talking about sort of the social responsibility of storytellers. And so I'm not coming down on those guys, super smart, awesome podcast, you guys should listen to it. But from a world building perspective, uh, it's just, I, I think it's exactly the opposite. So you want to create your soapbox and you need to create a world that needs your soapbox. That's the first mechanic. Of developing your story world that uh, that you're going to want to nail down, and then we can begin to add complexity to that story world as we go. So again, hopefully this was super helpful uh, to you guys for uh, uh, you know just forming your soapbox and getting the uh, the the initial concept of your world and tying those two together. Your soapbox is not separate from your story world. You fuse those two together, and all of a sudden you have the building blocks of a great. Great, great project. Please don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review.